Hey, this is Sam for Dobbs. If you need tires, hop on our website, go to Dobbs.com. We'll save you time searching brands, sizes, and prices, and save you money because we sell tires at the lowest price in town, guaranteed. For deals you can use, click on go to Dobbs.com now. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome back to Carriker and Smallman here on 101 ESPN. I'm Michelle Smallman. Dan McLaughlin is in for Randy Carriker today. It's 9.04 a.m. That time check brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. Cardinals and Reds open up a three-game set this weekend. Tonight, it's Adam Wainwright and Castillo. First pitch is at 7.15. Let's head to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line to talk about the series with Bobby Nightingale, who covers the, Red, the Reds for the Cincinnati Inquirer. Bobby, thanks so much for taking out some time of your day to join us. How you doing? Doing great. Thanks for having me. And, Bobby, there was a lot of expectations placed on this Reds team before the season. And as of right now, they certainly haven't lived up to those expectations. If the playoffs started today, they would be out. Uh, they're, they're certainly still in the hunt, but they're vying for that position. So as they head into this three-game set with the Cardinals, is there a sense of urgency surrounding this team? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think this is kind of their their last hope. I mean, they, I, I think they're going in thinking if if we don't sweep, I mean, their season's probably done. They have to go 11-5 and five over their last 16 games just to be 500 at the end of the season. So I, I, they're kind of out of chances. They, they, they lost some leads against the Pirates last weekend. Uh, they lost two out of three against the Cubs earlier this week, uh, losing last night, late last night after a long rain delay. So, I mean, this is kind of their final chance. I mean, I, I don't think they've given up by any means, but it's just one of those, you know, the, the time to definitely run out on them. When you look at Castillo, he's 1-5. Has he pitched as poorly as his record, Bobby, or has it been a situation where he hasn't gotten run support, or what's been the case with him? He hasn't been as good as he has been, but I, I don't think he's as bad as his record says or his ERA says. It's one of those where, one, they haven't given them run support, and two, it seems like they always play their worst defense behind them. You know, it just always seems like when he's on the mound, they're making errors and they're making uh, sloppy plays. And if you look at some of like the the advanced numbers that take away fielding, he's their best pitcher this year, uh, which says a lot when you have Trevor Bauer too uh, doing what he's doing. So it's one of those. Uh, he hasn't been he hasn't been dominant. He's not striking out a ton of guys. I think hitters are kind of catching on to what he does and he throws his change up more than anybody else in baseball. And I, I think hitters are doing a good job of preparing for that, but he hasn't been, he hasn't been terrible. It's just one of those, the, the Reds just don't play well behind him this year. Speaking of Trevor Bauer, Bobby, what, what's it like to cover him? He's a guy that's certainly outspoken. It seems like he's <laughs> always giving a good quote. So what's it been like for you to cover him? He, he's a beat writer's dream because you always <laughs> know if something controversial happens, you'll get his opinion first. Uh, so, so that's always been helpful. But, you, you know, the, the way he's been pitching, I mean, he, he's fun to watch on the mound and then off the mound. I mean, he, there's a lot of self-promotion there. I mean, he, he, he wears T-shirts after every start. Uh, you know, like his last start he wore, helping get to 100,000 YouTube subscribers on his T-shirt. Um, so, so there's a lot of that. I mean, there's a lot of he, – he'll, he'll definitely express his opinion on Twitter uh, and other places. But at least 
you know where he's coming from every time. You you, you can tell. I mean, he, he doesn't hide his opinion uh, one way or another. So as, as a as a person covering the team, that's great. Uh, just because you, you only have to look to his Twitter account to f- uh, find out how he feels about something that's controversial. He has said that he just wants to sign one-year deals. Would he come back to Cincinnati, or is he just going to take the best deal that's out there? I, I definitely think he's open to returning to Cincinnati. I mean, they definitely have, you know, they, they have their minor league coordinator, pitching coordinator, the driveline founder, someone he's worked with for, you know, almost a decade now, and He's comfortable with the pitching coaches. Pitching coaches. He's comfortable with his teammates. I think it's a good environment for him. Uh, but I don't know if the Reds are going to bid with the top teams. I mean, if you're talking about a one-year deal, that's at least you know I, I think he's worth at least thirty million, maybe thirty-five. If you're talking just a one-year deal, why, why wouldn't any contender? If you're just looking for a playoff push, uh, you know, just it's a kind of a minimal commitment if it's only one year. Uh, low risk for teams and high risk for him. Um, so. I, I think every contender is going to be in the bidding if, he, if, that, if that's what he sticks to. I'm not 100% convinced he'll definitely do one-year deals. You know, It's hard to turn down guaranteed money uh, if it's a two- or three-year deal. But it's something I, I don't think the Reds are completely out of it. But when you're competing with every team, I think that lowers their chances. The Reds, Bobby, kind of went for broke this year. Uh, when you look at Bauer and you look at Sonny Gray, they did not – uh, unloaded the trade deadline. They actually added it the trade deadline. So is David Bell, um, is he on the hot seat right now going into this offseason potentially? Yeah, I, I, I don't know how hot the seat is, but I definitely think there has to be a little bit of concern on his end. I mean, anytime you underperform, they definitely view the season as playoff or bust. And obviously a lot of things change this year, uh, you know, going to a 60-game season and kind of all the unique challenges of it. I think that would be the one thing where, you know, if he does, if he does, if the Reds do decide to keep him for next year, it would be one of those where they're they're definitely disappointed in everything that happened this year, but they'd find it unfair to be able to fire him just based off a 60 game season and all the unique challenges of it. I also think the front office is on the hot seat too. I mean, general manager Nick Crawl, um, you know, when you have a playoff or bust team and they look good on paper, but when you underperform, I, I think that's kind of the first fingers that get pointed or one to the manager and two to the general manager, um, you know, to, to figure out what happened. Yeah. And the offense, I, I was looking at it the, the other day. I, I just can't figure it out. You know, with Suarez and you got Votto and you've got some of the big bats that they had, um, Castellanos, Mike Moustakis, and yet it hasn't performed up to expectations. What, what would you attribute that to? Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's kind of the thing that's, one guy gets hot and then everyone else slumps. I mean, it, it seems like it's been different points. Nick Castellanos had a really good start. Jesse Winker was red hot for a little while. Joey Votto had a week where he was dominant. Um, but it just, they, they never clicked fully. I mean, it's just one of those things that's been confusing for them all year. If you ask them, I mean, the, the one set that really stands out is batting average on balls in play. Um, they, the, I think it's around like 227, which would be the lowest since 1905. Um, among any team ever. So it's one of those where they feel like they're getting a little bit unlucky. They feel like they're hitting the ball hard and it's right to people. Maybe they're hitting into the shifts a lot more than other teams. I'm not sure. Uh, but, but yeah, that's definitely the con- most confusing thing here too is on paper that they, they should be a team that scores a lot of runs every night. And I, I think they're averaging less than four runs a game, which as well as they've been pitching, you know, you're not going to win games if you're not scoring. 
Great information. He's Bobby Nightingale. He covers the Reds for the Cincinnati Inquirer. Be sure to follow him on Twitter at Nightingale Jr. Bobby, great stuff. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. All right, and the Cardinals and Reds do open up that three-game series. It's Wainwright and Castillo tonight, 7-15 as your first pitch. But coming up next, get your text into the Air Comfort Service text line, 65780. We're going to do a little mailbag. If you have any questions, send them in, and Scotty will present them to us. We're going to do that next here on 101 ESPN. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.